0: From Dandyland Studios, my name is Joey Helpish, and this is What the Helpish, and we're starting a new series, an Ask Me Anything series. So I'll be making posts on TikTok, um, and you can reply to those posts, or you can text me at 503-389-076 and ask me anything. Ask me, ask me anything, anything at all. Ask me, ask me anything. Anything at all? Maybe I'll respond with a song. Maybe I'll respond with a story, this chorism. Maybe I'll respond with a rant or something. Maybe I'll ignore you and just say nothing. Ask me, ask me anything, anything at all. Ask me, ask me anything, anything at all. Maybe I'll respond with a song. Maybe I'll respond with a story that's glorious, and maybe I'll respond with a rant or something. Maybe I'll ignore you and just say nothing. Okay, we're going to start off with the noob. Jen Experienced says, I'm new here. Can you catch me up on who is what the helpish about? Well, buddy, uh, it's about me, I guess sometimes. Sometimes it's about you. Sometimes it's just about like stuff. You know, just like things. Basically, the whole premise is that I'm a weirdo in a box and I have a microphone and I have some beat making stuff. And each episode, usually there's like I pick a specific instrumentation um, and so all the music kind of has a similar vibe. And sometimes we have a topic, sometimes not. Sometimes it's like really meta. I'm just talking about being in the studio and trying to create something. The whole premise of the show, What the Helpish, is just me sitting here being helpish and trying to answer the question, am I a podcaster? Because that's like really what I want to be. And like, what does that look like for me? And for me, that really looks like Uh, sort of sitting in a box and ranting and then randomly breaking into song like a musical one man show like a like a, a musical TED talk that happens every week for some reason and and I also use this to experiment with ideas eventually I will be working on other podcasts Things like Unpacking Music History and How to Autism. Those are two podcasts I'm working on right now. Also, The Doing is I'm slowly working on that. So kind of three-ish podcasts. It'll be serialized and each season will come out at once. So when you ask me, like, who is it about or what is it about? The answer is, I don't fucking know. 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 Fucking know, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know, I, fucking know, I, fucking know, I fucking know. Okay, Relentlessly Upcene asks, what do you feel was the most pivotable, pivotal, pivotable moment, words is hard, for you in your growth and your healing journey. Okay, let me think. Guess what? I just spent like a couple minutes thinking, but you didn't know because I can just pause the recording. Science. I mean, the answer is there isn't one, but it helps that uh, you said growth and healing journey. So what happened was um, I was in a relationship and it was not a good one and we broke up. And And one of the things that they said when we broke up is I can't be with someone Who thinks that they're the best person standing in a room and I was I was so confused because I don't feel that way Uh, it's it's often the opposite but I mean I think that this is partially just who I am it's partially like an autism thing I come across as self-righteous like a lot and so this was just spinning in my head and I talked to a friend an older friend a mentor uh, who's been a mentor since high school I was explaining to that, and he kind of chuckled, and he said, Joey, it sounds like what the actual problem is, is that you're standing in the wrong fucking room. And then we unpacked that, and we, we continued unpacking that for a few years, and I'm still unpacking, like, what does that mean when you're standing in the wrong room? It's not that I'm better than anyone. It's that those I mean, those, those people weren't my people. And there was no growth and no healing that was happening in that situation. And it's really hard. It's like one of the hardest things when you realize your people are not really your people. That maybe the reason why it feels like a constant uphill battle is because you're standing in the wrong rooms. You're in the wrong crowd. That's, it's just that simple. You know, like it, it really, it really can be that simple. I was being lost there. Didn't know what to do Alright My friend said So, ungovernable coffee break mom asks, what's your favorite uh, lesson that you learned from grandma? Picture this, okay, it's Arizona, we're sitting in her double-wide trailer, and somebody had been spreading a bunch of bullshit about her, and um, refused to pay some money they borrowed from her. And she just sat back in a wheelchair, and she said, I ain't gotta do a fucking thing. Terrible shit's gonna happen to that person, and I don't need to hex them, I don't need to wish ill for them, I just need to know that it's okay, and that I'll just keep being me, and I'll just keep being good. She looked at me and she said, people are gonna hate us, they're gonna hate you, and that's okay, you don't have to worry about pleasing God, just be the kind of person the devil hates." You don't gotta worry about pleasing God. Just be the kind of person that the devil hates. You don't gotta worry about pleasing God. Just be the kind of person that the devil hates. Okay? Alright? You don't gotta fuss, or fight. You don't gotta worry about pleasing God, just be the kind of person that the devil hates. You don't gotta worry about pleasing God, just be the kind of person that the devil hates. You don't gotta worry about pleasing God, just be the kind of person that the devil hates, okay? Alright. You don't gotta fuss or fight. You don't gotta worry about pleasing God, just be the kind of person that the devil hates. Okay, this buddy asks what is your favorite class in D&D and why and so here's the thing I don't play D&D. It's not my thing except I play a lot of D&D inspired um, RPG video games and Here's the class. Okay, here's how I pick a character. I need the biggest body and the biggest weapon whether it's a hammer or an axe my preferred class is smash. I need to smash it. I need to bash it. I need to crash it. I'm an addict. I need to smash it. I need to bash it. I need to crash it. I'm an addict. I need to smash it. I need to bash it. I need to crash it. I'm an addict. I need to smash it. I need to bash it. I need to crash it. I'm an addict. Okay, Dom asked what we should do in case of an alien invasion. I got a a simple solution for you in the form of a song. Okay. Put your shit and pants on and shit your pants. Put your shit and pants on and shit your pants. If it helps, you could do a little dance. Put your shit and pants on and shit your pants. Put your shit. shit and pants on and shit your pants. Put your shit and pants on and shit your pants. If it helps, you could do a little dance. Put your shit and pants on and shit your pants. Also, Mary asks if my life was a movie what would be the theme song, and it's, it's just that last song I just played. So moving on. <laughs> okay, Ender asks, what inspired the bop sauce? So here's, here's the story of the bop sauce. Get it? Story of the bop sauce. Now, I just said story of the bop sauce, and I did it to a click track, so it's going to be easier for me to do to illustrate what I do on TikTok. Um, I have always been into like remixing stuff ever since I was a kid. And I got this pedal that had a two second delay. So at 60 beats per minute or 100 beats per minute, I, I would put a drum track and then I would either say something that looped. Or I I recorded my mom yelling at me one time, she didn't like that, or something off the TV and build a beat around that. And then that just kept on happening. And then a few years ago, this app called Koala came out. Now, Koala is a sampler for it's available on all kinds of phones, Android and iPhone and also on the Mac. It's a really cool program. When I first used it, I was using it with kids and we would just record sounds into the phone, like a fart sound and like make a beat out of it. But one of the cool features of the app is that you can import a video and then it converts it to audio and you can chop up the audio. And in my early days of TikTok, I started taking advantage of the fact that you could download these videos and i download them or sometimes screen capture them and then import that. And at first it was very choppy. Um, but then, um, this, uh, more features came out and you can sort of beat map things and like find a loop find the loop triggers and stuff like this. Story of the bop sauce. 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 sauce of the bop sauce story of the bop sauce and i think that one of the things that makes me you know kind of good at this or whatever is that it took a long time for me to realize that i hear people talking uniquely most people don't hear the tones and the notes and i can tell you not only what you know notes are being played but what mode um what scale, what mode of what scale you speak in. And so that's why I think it's really easy for me to find the right notes and the right chords and the right scales to make something boppy. And the reason why it's called Bop Sauce is just because when I first started, I got a lot of comments that just said, it's a bop. And I come from underground hip hop from the late nineties and early two thousands. And something that we always talked about with beat making, we always made the analogy of, um, being in a lab or cooking in the kitchen. And I like the, the cooking analogy. And so it's like, yeah, well, I have a special blend. I have a, a a special sauce, if you will, that I put over people's shit that makes it boppy. So that's, that's bop sauce. Story of the bop sauce of the bop sauce okay so mary asks if you could have a one-hour discussion with any historical figure in history who would it be and this is a tricky question for me because historical figure yes well-known figure no because i would just seek out musicians um, from the ancient world from antiqu- antiquities, but like pre classic, like, I want to talk to old musicians. Like we don't know anything. It might even be like, like a caveman band. Like what were they doing? Because we only have evidence of but bone and stone instruments, but like wood is biodegradable, right? So like what, what was really going on? Cause you can't convince me that our idea of ancient music is anywhere close to what it actually was and something that we do especially since recorded music is that we just think that like let's take native american music for instance we just think it was the way that way like the whole time for like thousands of years like it never evolved like it was just what we think of when the first recordings came out of indigenous music and it's just it's absolutely not Even the notation that did happen uh, with like Mayan and Aztec music and ancient Egyptian music, Mesopotamian music, uh, ancient music in India, like we don't actually understand it. And it doesn't have notations that we can understand for things like inflection, like how hard are you blowing into that reed instrument? And like a lot of Mesoamerican music is just like this ambient like mysterious ethereal music, uh, that's the modern interpretation of it. We have no fucking clue, um, so it might actually be specifically like like Mayan musicians because what the hell? What what was going on? Because according to music history, a lot of these ways of doing music just sort of just like popped up right when written music or recorded music happened like um like country music for instance or the blues like that shit had an evolution and we didn't get to see it i want to see it and i feel like this is it's appropriate for this usually when i answer a question i try to end with a little song but like there is no song we don't we don't know what their music sounded like geez okay we're gonna keep going with mary just for a sec because mary asked which death in doctor who affected me the most and it's it's Adric, and and like it's still affecting me like every time i think about it so in classic doctor who this is i think it was the fifth doctor area era the doctor had three or four companions three companions i think no four i don't know um but one of them this battle with cyberman and it's during like um, it's like above Earth or something i can't remember this story very well, but essentially he gets stuck like attached to an the asteroid that took out the dinosaurs or whatever and the point is is that that asteroid is like really essential for like the evolution of humanity and he can't save Adric and those are the moments in Doctor Who where the doctor is helpless against time that really Affect me. It always reminds me of in Genesis of the Daleks, when the fourth doctor is sent by the Time Lords to destroy the Daleks before they become the Daleks, where they're still mutants, and he stops and he says, Do I have the right? How many worlds came together and how much harmony exists because they came together to fight the Daleks. And he uses this analogy, sort of alluding to, if you saw baby Hitler, would you destroy Hitler? Would you destroy Hitler knowing that the world would never come together in the way that they did? Unless it was for that evil that they fought together. Would you save your best friend and your student um, who is just as capable of piloting the TARDIS as you are, your time machine, if if it meant humanity would never evolve. And that's what's cool about time travel questions. Things like the bootstrap paradox. What's cool about those things is that they'll never happen, right? And so you can think about morality and integrity in a way that we just can't where like things are really possible. And it lets you explore uncomfortable truths about the horrible things that happen in the world and the wonderful things that result from that. Cause if I had a time machine, I'd, I'd kill Hitler, you know? Like in a heartbeat, Um, yeah. <laughs> like don't elect me as your dictator, specifically as your time dictator. Don't elect me for that position. Cause I would do some fucked up shit because I don't want people to hurt. And I, I just end up hurting people, right? That's the beauty of like uh, philosophy and asking those questions. But boy, oh boy, can it get dark real quick. And now a silly song about killing Hitler with a time machine. If I had a time machine, I would travel to the past And ran my time machine right up Hitler's ass If I had a time machine, I would travel to the past And ran my time machine right up Hitler's ass Okay, buddies, we're going to end it there. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And this is not the last of me answering questions. Once it gets to a point where we have, like, a lot of them... Um that's probably there'll probably be a few at the end of each episode. So 503-389-0476. You can text me your questions. You can also send a voice me- message there or through IG. A lot of people do that. Um we just have Joey Helpish on there. Um yeah, so I'm gonna get going. Also, you can text that number if you're interested in song therapy. Uh, next episode's going to be all about that—about song therapy and, or uh, music lessons or coaching. I hope you have a badass.